Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, I'm John Holmes, and this is the podcast that hunts down the one show to make it pay for its crimes. We're a bit like Nazi hunters, to be honest, and you can thank <laughs> us later. This is part two of this week's ep, so if you haven't already, why not go back and listen to part one first? With me, Mark Haynes and Beth Granville. But the Commonwealth Games coverage in the mm. in these episodes. Firstly, last week we were talking about one of the guests who was doing Hugo Monnier, wasn't it? Who was yes. going, doing the velodrome um, for sport for, relief, sport relief. Yeah. on a bike, and he came onto the one show to talk about that in some detail. And what did we get this week? The same man on the same bike in the velodrome telling us the same thing. The celebrities will be competing in two teams, red and blue. And as you can tell, they're eager to start. I don't like cycling, if I'm honest. I'm a runner any day. So this is um, this is terrifying. <laughs> the last time I rode a bike, probably yesterday in actual fact, but it was a Brompton, so nothing like this. Helen Glover, Dermot Murnahan and Ugo Monnier learning how to do pursuit cycling on the curved velodrome. But they didn't even really show them on the actual curve no, thing. Just they the showed them bit. walking in, going, "This is going to be difficult." Everyone talked about it for a bit, and then it ended. <laughs> <laughs> they kept on showing us in these two shows stuff that wasn't ready. So they would yeah. sort of go, "We're going to go to the Commonwealth. We're going to show you some of the, but we can't show you the stage. So we're just going to keep it on some chairs, and you won't get to see a thing of it because it's it's not ready." But do you know what? In two days' time, you can see that. You can see the crowds are starting to pour in because tonight is the big one. Well, it's the big one before the big one because tonight is the dress rehearsal before that opening ceremony on Thursday night when the eyes of the world are going to be here on Birmingham. And a little bit later on in the programme, I'll be giving you a little sneak preview of what you can expect. Some of the dancers, some of the costumes. They did the same with this, this sport relief thing. And they were going, if you want to see that, you can watch it on Jermaine's show that he's presenting. The Sport Relief All-Star Games 2022 Champions. I mean, how could you not come up with a better title than that, right? Number one. (laughs) But why are we watching this non-piece of a show that's upcoming, like an official previews channel. Yeah. Well, it was, I was thinking, why aren't, why are these shows so dull? It, even mm. though we know the one show's dull and unwatchable, that's why we do this. But it was just, there was nothing happening. And no. I think it's because they replaced all of the films they take off the shelf, you know, about wildlife in ponds or seaweed or whatever the hell it might be with just coverage of things that aren't ready yet yeah i mean the one show is the very definition of something that's not ready yet even though it's been going <laughs> yeah, for about yeah. 15 years <laughs> yeah i mean what, next year presumably like, like they're going well last year we showed them walking into the arena before they did the training 
next year it's just going to be sitting in an agency watching the celebrity <laughs> trying to book people so, oh, he doesn't want to do it. okay no fine you know you can just keep on going showing us behind the scenes getting further and further away from any actual content and you know what it was full of as well that television that i absolutely hate where you know before the cameras have started have gone live mm. it's fake locals enjoying themselves right yeah. and they did this a hell of a lot in, in here so right at the beginning of one of the episodes when richie is in birmingham he's got a group of people behind him director's handbook page one it's like right get a crowd in front of the camera behind the presenter and when he urges them to they've got to do some cheering to show there's some energy so richie just went are you ready to this crowd and you know and they all just cheered loudly and then they held it too long so the crowd it's the most unnatural cheer they're going (laughs) before they cut back to the studio most importantly are you guys ready <laughs> That's an excited bunch there. I hate forced crisis. You know, if you go to like a TV recording or something, and I went to something um, not that long ago. Oh, it was um, a recording of somebody's, uh, it was an hour Edinburgh show, right? And it was being filmed. And um, this guy comes out and he's like, right, can everybody uh, laugh for me really loud? No, tell me a fucking joke. Don't <laughs> laugh. So it's like, don't just go, right, cheer. It's like, well, no, say something rousing so that mm. everybody cheers. Like, mm. hey, we're going to get the Tories out next year. And everyone goes, hey, and you got like a really authentic, like, great big cheer. This like, whole podcast has something. been a part of political broadcast on behalf of Beth Granville, hasn't I know, it? I sorry about that. I've made it very political. This. Um, it's, yeah, sorry. Um, we're we're like, not the one show. We don't like, need balance. It's fine. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 We show. are the balance. We are the balance. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I just don't like that forced crowd stuff. I find it yeah. so uncomfortable. And and I love the fact that Lenny Henry wasn't sure whether when he did his thing, he should go old school Lenny Henry and really be messing around with the crowd and the cameras and playing about and being playful or being Sir Lenny Henry, the esteemed actor. And that again was an unsure bit where he wasn't quite sure which he was going to go for at any given moment. So he (laughs) was doing a bit of photo bombing. But then standing back and looking quite serious and talking about the wonders of Birmingham. And that was really eggy as well. The whole thing is just a horrible mess. Sir Lenny Henry, we're actually playing the clip now you? of you running through the finish line. Can I you talk us through that moment? Well, I didn't quite run. I, it was a leisurely stroll. Lots of people wanted to say hello. There was a lot of selfies going on in Birmingham. And um, everybody, can you do this? It's not for me. It's for me, Gran. Can you take it, please? My arms aren't long enough. There was a lot of that going on. And um, But it was lovely. And then the confetti cannon went off and I was scared that I was going to swallow some and choke me and then too. have to go to me hospital. Um, and then I got to the stage and it was so lovely. And your man... W- welcomed us yeah. and it was so beautiful to be here and he really felt loved you know my family are watching this and i'm so chuffed to be here very very proud and that bit when when uh, richie again in birmingham with lenny henry and they're live on bbc one on a prime time show and they've obviously set it up and he turned to the crowd didn't he and he, and he just went and we're gonna get the party started start the music and nothing happened and then the camera stayed on too long and they cut back to the studio alex even alex had to go well, they're still waiting for the music. <laughs> just awful, <laughs> awful. I live for stuff like that. I love it. Sir Lenny Henry. And we'll be speaking to him very soon. There he is. All right, Len, how are you? Uh, but in the meantime, shall we get the party started? Yes. Lenny agrees. Hit the music. Brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> 
Thank you, Richie. Still waiting for the music. Yeah. Anyway, while he warms up the crowds. Oh. Can I just say something while it's in my head? Sorry, just the, um, you know, because you mentioned Sir Lenny Henry, and I just remember that bit about when they did have time for questions for mm. Paul Chuckle and what's his name from McFly. And um, Paul Chuckle, someone messaged in saying, why aren't you Sir Paul Chuckle yet? And I thought, have you messaged this in? <laughs> <laughs> now then, Peter says, absolutely wonderful to see the legendary Paul Chuckle on the one show. Why hasn't he been made Sir Paul Chuckle? Paul and Barry got me so many laughs throughout the years. Oh, someone messaged that, did they? I wouldn't like to say why I'm not a Sir yet, but I just thought, what a bloody question. That's how I'm going to get my mum to like message it and stuff like that when I'm on the telly. Paul Chuckle. I love that as a question. And then someone from McFly, just someone he was in school with, messaged in a question, just going, all yeah. right, mate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just, that was funny. Sorry, that was in my head. That was. Sir Lenny Henry. No, that was. Philip Shuttleworth from Bromley Cross FC. <laughs> no way. Uh, yeah. Hello, Phil. Yeah. Get your bail lots of bowling from you. You never know. You never That's know. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, well, and there was another bit as well when when uh, JJ got ignored when they were cu- cutting over to Richie at the Commonwealth Games and he went in obviously reading it from the old school he just went Richie who have you got with you and that question was not answered for a good five minutes Richie who have you got with you yes hello and welcome back to Birmingham so that what you just saw was the last rehearsal which was on Sunday but tonight is the final dress rehearsal this is the we last didn't know who was with him but when we found out who was with him the, the, the one that stood out for me was Samantha she was called Samantha and yeah. she was going to be singing the national anthem in front of the worldwide audience of billions of, of people who would rather be watching the lionesses yeah. uh, right and she was going to be doing that and so he was chatting to her going well, you're going to be singing the national anthem in front of the world uh, Samantha Oxbury is going to be singing the national anthem in front of millions of people all over the world. Samantha, you look fantastic first and foremost. Secondly, how did you react when you got that call? Literally cannot believe it, still can't believe it, still feel like I'm living a dream. And she said, it's it's done wonders, this, for, for my, my career. And he said, well, what's that? And she said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a steward as well. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I've worked for the security. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be all around Birmingham doing the security. And, and, that, and he goes, hang on, well, stop. So brilliantly, she's been plucked from stewarding to sing the national anthem why aren't you telling us that story? What's that's the story, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a good that's the story. angle here. Yeah, come on. Do you want to know why they didn't tell you that story, John? Go on. Well, I googled it and it's not actually true. So she, <laughs> <laughs> she is a, a very much a trained opera singer, but during lockdown, when she couldn't get any work, she retrained. I believe she retrained as a uh, support teacher for children with special needs, and she also began doing a bit of security work. So it was a nice top line, but the most cursory of explanations would have absolutely <laughs> screwed it. So they kept yeah, it yeah. to themselves. I'm surprised they even went there then. Yeah. <laughs> was the, the dance coordinator who did a little chat as well, he did something that absolutely boils my piss, which is at the end, he gave a little namaste um, <laughs> as he left. And if someone never stays, I just, I immediately go, I will never forget that and I will never fully trust you. <laughs> Are you all right with it at the end of a yoga class? Are you all right with it then? Absolutely not. 
Oh, yeah. I love I love one at the end of a yoga class. Like I'm not in the pub, but yeah. like at the end of a yoga class, I I'm there for it. Uh, do you know what? It depends who does it. If it's culturally appropriated, then I think it's no different from doing a black power salute and being like working in middle <laughs> management. I think it's really it's really off. This all took place in Alexandria. That's the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. I, I have a nightmare that one day someone says, "I need you to go back through all the things you said." on the the one show show podcast uh, and see if you believe what you said because i think i'd just be sitting there going nope just said it nope just said it, nope, just yeah. said it. Um, yeah. if this all took place in alexandra stadium which uh, i thought would be an excellent name for a new one show presenter as well <laughs> <laughs> with jermaine and alexandra stadium yeah but why but why were we there why were we there listening to people saying, yeah, I've done a really good job on this. Yeah, it's going to be great. Can't show you any of it. Uh, we've got these posters up everywhere. No pictures, no videos. And in fact, I can't even show you the stage. So the stage is just over my shoulder. Uh, but we were told they've got a few secrets that they want to keep. Uh, but I can confirm, oh, it's worth it. It's going to be worth the wait. Because, we, we, again, we zipped around the stadium, didn't we? We're there. We're at the, we're at the Lionesses semi-final and all that stuff. Mm. And Alex Scott, the former England player, was there for the one show. And, again, there was a good ignoring of the question to her when they said, do you want to give us a prediction, said JJ, mm. of what was going to happen that night? And and we didn't get that. We just got talk of an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we got. Yeah. Do you want to oh, give us a quick prediction? Uh, I'm, I need to get rid of the umbrella. She just had a downpour. You know, me and my Afro hair. I can't be having Diana Ross hair in a bit. <laughs> I don't remember any of this. You really did zone out, didn't you? Yeah, Mark, I've got ADHD. And like, honestly, I, I mean, that show has got ADHD. Just like tail off and don't listen to questions and don't answer and go off on another. It's literally like me and Tom Price being sat there, John, isn't it? Trying like, to run yeah. a show. I'm medicated. This all happened in the first two minutes of the first episode we watched <laughs> did it <laughs> yeah i must have been thinking about something else there was a great bit when alex uh didn't listen you as you just mentioned she mm. did not listen to what daniel was saying <laughs> right because he said she, you, you're working on a you've been writing a film for 10 years she said and he said yeah i have it's called the kitchen yeah and explained the premise of this uh, and he said it's about a sort of uh father-son relationship and in a dystopian and, London, I was in a dystopian to that London. That's right. Because I thought yeah. it made me feel great that he's been writing that for ten years. So I was like, oh, I feel so much better about all the things I've been writing <laughs> yeah. for ten years. Paul Chuckle did not become a chucklehound until he was thirty-nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's made my. And he said, um, Daniel said, it's uh, in it just in his chat. He said, yes, I've been writing it or co-writing it, and it's uh, directed by uh, an amazing director, uh, Kidway Tavares. Uh, and I've been working with him, and he's directing it. Sixteen seconds. I pause. Sixteen seconds later, Alex said. So are you going to direct this as well, then? <laughs> it's a film set in this... It's a dystopian London about a self-sufficient community called The Kitchen. It's directed by Kibwe Tavares, amazing director, and uh, starring Kano, who uh, is an amazing like, artist and like he's in Top Boy as well. And Jediah Bannerman, he, he plays the kid in it. It's about... It's basically a father-son narrative okay. um, in dystopian London. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's out there. It's so out there. You, it's original. Are you going to direct this as well? No, I'm producing it. So I co-wrote right. it and I produced it. Yeah. You're directing it as well. I'm allowed to do that much. Um, <laughs> no, he's just told you he isn't, Alex. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. That's your job, isn't it, as an interview? Like, that's why I'm not an interviewer, because I zone out. I mm. wouldn't if it was Daniel Kaluuya talking, I have to say. But, like... <laughs> I just, yeah, it's absolutely astonishing. How much does she get paid? Are we allowed to say that? 
she uh, she does actually have a funny thing as well where she doesn't have any consistency of character because and I don't mean that in a, in a uh, she's got bad character I mean like if she's the role of Alex Jones she started the show about the lionesses saying well you know even I'm on board now finally uh, massive game tonight massive for the Huge. lionesses big big semi final even no, I'm like, on board now you are this football. fully got you on yeah. board finally God. and she spent weeks telling us how exciting it is and how oh, much she right. enjoys it God, so no, where's your character bible exactly you, you don't know what <laughs> The character of Alex Jones has become very uneven. That's <laughs> genius. I think that's another podcast. That. <laughs> oh my god! Like Fraser liking white wine more in one series, and then all of a sudden he's always loved red wine more. Like you just you've got to keep tabs on that. Alex Jones, by the way, in 2017 was paid between four hundred thousand and four hundred forty-nine thousand pounds. Wow! Yeah, I, mean, well, I couldn't do with that. Jesus! I mean. You know, the, well the done to her. What, what a an absolute liberty! You know, all <laughs> <laughs> credit to her. Well done, well done. You, well you've done. got to take your hat off to the brass balls of that woman's agent. Well done. At least she's a woman. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Alex, Alex Scott was mentioning in the, in the piece when she was talking about the lionesses, her favourite quote. They were talking about, she was saying, uh, you know, is it a lot of pressure? Are you feeling a lot of pressure, Alex? And she was like, well, you know, I feel less pressure, really, when I was playing than I do as a fan, she said. But I always, you know, one of my favourite quotes is, pressure is privilege. Oh, I think they're going to do well, JJ. I can really feel it. Most of it, my favourite quote, pressure is privilege. <laughs> and... I sort of I listened to that and I thought that's the sort of thing you, a mad boss would shout at you while you were crying in the office, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I really wanted her to start going through like you know, pain is pleasure, you know, JJ. Uh, uh, you know, sorrow is joy. You know, y- your pain is my ecstasy, like the monsters in Clive Parker's Nightbreed. <laughs> Light entertainment hellraiser, just absolutely. <laughs> but I listen to that, and it is that funny thing where you go, "This is why I'm not a sportsman. This is why I'm not Alex Jones." Is I listen to something like "Pressure is Privilege," and everyone goes, "Yeah, yeah." 
and I listen to that and I go, your lives sound appalling. You know, it's, <laughs> I, I did, I did find where pressure is privilege is from as well. And it was a, it was a, a, on a website, but it was a website for salespeople and sales managers. They'd done the quote for it. <laughs> oh, my God. In a horrible corporate world. Oh, wow. But it's from Billie Jean King, the tennis player's autobiography. And she says, I have a saying, pressure is privilege. Usually, if you have tremendous pressure, it's because an opportunity came along. When I was at Centre Court at Wimbledon, I said to myself, all right, you've been dreaming about this moment. Is it a lot of pressure? Yes. But guess what? It's a privilege to be standing here. And... I do just listen to that and I just go, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Why don't you just go, do you know what's really nice? Being happy. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't stress yourself. You're an adult. You shouldn't be feeling a lot of pressure. You should be happy. The other bit of Daniel where uh, an, the, the, the dissing came was when JJ said, um, well, you know, the, uh, the Black Panther film, you're in the first one, but it's coming back, isn't it? You're not in it. <laughs> yeah. the- <laughs> one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Daniel, was um, Black Panther. Yeah. It's coming back. The new yeah. trailer was released this week. Yeah, the trailer's amazing. Unfortunately, you're not going to be a part of the new film because yeah. you were filming oh, No. Oh, yeah. well, I'll just talk about how I couldn't do that due to a clash yeah, of scheduling. What, yeah, what should we talk about? we got these guests on. Right, we'll talk yeah. about how one's never been nominated for a Mercury Award. One's not <laughs> going to be in a new Hollywood film. Um, we'll talk about how Paul Chuckle hasn't got a knighthood. Let's yeah. just talk about all the stuff they haven't got. <laughs> it really is a one-show trait. It and then, really and then is. we'll go to the Commonwealth and talk about all the stuff that then no one will do any of it great yeah. That's, yeah. that's called anti-content that is less anti-content that was during that interview where alex did ask the classic question she said um jordan peele calls you his de niro how does that make you feel yeah, the um, now the director jordan peele yeah uh, you've worked with him before he calls you his de niro yeah yeah is there any greater praise, I potentially? Mean, I mean, how does that make you feel? She said, <laughs> that's a real question. He, he told a little um, anecdote about being a runner in TV as well. I loved that. Yeah, about when he worked on Easy TV in Kentish Town. Yeah. I, 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 have a, I have a basic thing where if you're telling an anecdote, put as much incidental detail in as possible. And naming locations is my number one tip mm-hmm. for anecdotes I want to hear. I was once a runner um, <laughs> at a shopping channel. Um... Uh, called Easy TV. Yeah. And uh, it was in Kentish Town. And I showed up on the first day because I, I did work experience at Barclays Bank. Yeah. So then I like obviously suited and booted. So I showed up as a runner in a suit. And everyone was just like, In jeans and a t shirt. What are you doing? And they were like, Give me a coffee. Hurry up. Give me this. Give me that. Exactly. Take it professional. No, no, flamboyant. No, exactly. Different kind of fabric. I don't know what kind of fabric. It paid off. It paid off, Daniel. Mark Spencer suit as well, man. They got Mark Spots. I can't imagine like people sitting at home who aren't part of the television business really understand what's going on you just go well you do don't you oh do you not have to wear a suit oh right and everyone's really laughing about it i think people no but i i I might have a counterpoint there i I feel like everybody's used to seeing crew so Mm. like everybody knows even if you're not in the industry what a a, some a runner like who makes the tea and stuff does so why i thought it worked is because and especially when he said the suit was from m&s as well so i just thought i think that is translatable because there are certain jobs that everybody has an awareness what you look like for that job everyone knows you're in a headset you're running around you're making tea you're doing stuff for everybody so it, just the word runner means you're running about the place and don't wear a suit if you're doing that last time we worked together we had a runner and you slapped him because he was wearing a suit (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) you made him run back to his house which was in Hesford 
<laughs> always got to put a little bit of detail in about the price. Yeah. <laughs> was there no cream in my coffee, though? <laughs> yeah. but um, I, I would have sent someone back. But yeah, more. look, I, I mean, I do think it's worth saying that this was, these were two of the worst shows I've ever seen in my life. I, I, I don't yeah. even mean yeah. that as a joke. It was just, the, the hardest Rolf. thing is when you're watching it and you're just going, they are, this is such thin gruel that it's going to be very difficult to fill an hour of decent people's time talking shit about it. And I feel bad for everyone. I feel bad for everyone having to listen to this show because what they gave us was <laughs> oh, they so switched bad. Off. They switched off ages ago, Mark. We have nothing, you know, we are, we are fighting with no material here ourselves. And one of the shows was only 23 minutes really long. long. Yeah, 23 was- minutes, one of them. Amazing. Not even half an hour. It's like they've just given up. Well, and, and, and it was summer holidays, isn't it? Because they were like, yeah. at the end of the, la- yeah. uh, the last one that we watched, they're just like, well, we're gone. We'll, we'll be back in a month. What? It was, it had a very, it definitely had a feeling of winding down for the summer. You know, you know that sort of, day where it is, it's that, just before you're going to go on holiday and you think, I could do some stuff, but I'm on holiday in two days. So mm-hmm. I might just kick it in the long grass till I get back, you know, and just Ooh. sort of not be Those bothered. teachers that made you do work on the last day, psychopaths. <laughs> so we all checked out, like, really? Yeah. 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 Oh, and there was, was a very desperate bit. And again, just it, it, for exactly that reason. So not only had the watchdog section run out of steam mm. because of all we've talked about already. And uh, have you got anything else for us? No. She said, just no, nothing. But then she said, oh, no, wait. A, a, a viewer's got in touch because she's got a fine for driving her car in a clear air zone in Birmingham. Yeah. And she got fined because she didn't see the sign. And so she doesn't think the signs are visible. The clean air zone is an £8 payment system system for high polluting cars in Birmingham city centre. It came into operation in June last year. But the question is, are the signs that warn drivers they're entering the zone clear enough? Angela, she thinks not. They showed us a photograph of the sign. It was a perfectly visible sign. Yeah. Now, admittedly, it. there weren't any details about fines on it, but, you know, it was there. So there wasn't really a story there either. John, ignorance of the law is no defence, right? No. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't aware that I couldn't spit at judges. Well, you know what? Too bad. It, you can't, right? <laughs> You're going to prison for common assault. Right. I yeah. once, um, I once, when I lived in Enfield, right, there was a site because I really tuned into that bit. Um, because when I, I lived in this part of Enfield and there was a no right turn sign, but I thought it was referring to the next part of the road, but it was referring yeah. to play, somewhere where I obviously didn't see it, didn't think it applied to where I was turning right. My car was still registered at my parents' house at the time because I just, whatever. Um, and my parents were away and they came back to all these letters. Guess how much I owed Enfield Council every day. <laughs> every day I was turning right there on my way home from work. Oh every God. day. Oh I owed God. them £1,236. <laughs> I nearly died. So I went to see my local MP and he was like, oh, and he was a Tory mm-hmm. Um David Burroughs at the time. And he went, oh, yeah, he went, I know, he went, my wife does that all the time, turns right there because the sign isn't clear. I went, right, well, shall we do something about this then? <laughs> anyway, I wrote to them, I pleaded with them, I got it down to like £800 and then I just paid it monthly. It was oh, just one of the words. no. So I did, because it's purposely unclear. Councils need to raise money mm. and they find different ways of finding you and they yeah, are yeah. purposely unclear because they just are. Um, but, yeah, that was that was one of the worst things in my life, so I, I was triggered. 
Yeah, that, not surprised. That's a that's a that's a lot of money on a right turn. I'm very it's proud to live within walking distance of the yellow grid system, the box that you can't stop in between traffic lights that brings in more money <laughs> than any other traffic thing. In the, over a million pounds a year on the Archway Road. I think I've chipped in for that one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, who hasn't? Like, I, and I was like, "What? No, this definitely didn't happen." You know, and you go send me a picture. So it's like on the roller coaster when you see the picture of yourself, and you're like, "Oh yeah, that was me." Trying <laughs> Archway. So it's like just buy myself some time. Just what? Well, was I going to see the evidence? Yeah, that's me. Have we got a frame for this because I'm paying, paying a lot for this picture. So um... in the eighties, when you'd go into London, you'd come back and you'd go, "We went to a garden." uncles and now when you come out you go yeah we got hit 80 quid at the archway gyratory <laughs> yeah yeah so we couldn't have the dinner slow decline in everyone's enjoyment and living standards continues yeah. apace yeah. and somehow that feels like a fitting metaphor on which to end because it really has these two episodes just you know almost but not quite have sucked the joy <laughs> out of even doing this podcast they absolutely like, what they were they fucked us over on this because they put out two <laughs> shows that are so bad but now they're not doing any more these two episodes will be at the top of our podcast feed <laughs> people who discover it will listen to that top one and they'll just go oh it's not very good is it they don't that's not our fault. That's no, the, the fucking show. And if they've done it on purpose, if they have self-sabotaged their own shows to sabotage this one, hats off to them. Hats off. Yeah. That's <laughs> what they've done. Okay. It's, it's really well played. Really well played. Because <laughs> this show is so boring, I started a new game, right? And yep. I thought to myself, if I could guess one of your jokes, you have to pay me £50, right? <laughs> <laughs> so before the show started... I yeah. recorded what I thought the joke that you would use during this show would be. All right? Yes. So are yeah. you ready to hear what <laughs> I'm that ready was? to hear it, yeah. The time is now 4.23. It's seven minutes before we've begun the recording. And I am laying £50 that John will make a joke regarding the Queen's baton and Prince William's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Bad luck, me. Uh, John, I owe you 50 quid. Apologies. Yes, you do. Uh, I mean, it hurts that you thought I'd even do that, frankly, <laughs> which is what Prince, uh, Prince William said to uh, that woman. Does that count as you making that joke? Have Not I won my 50 quid back? <laughs> All right, we'll call it even. <laughs> I genuinely thought when you do at least 23 minutes on the route, the various sort of variations of that joke. I love well non-consensual, non-consensual bets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think, I think I'm now trying triggered frankly i think that's not that's not a thing <laughs> and there stop right now thank you very much now the one show as we've uh, mentioned is off for its summer break and so then are we but we'll be back at the end of august a couple of weeks before we take to the stage with this show live for the london podcast festival mark myself special guests tba will be doing the The One Show show live on September the 16th. And you can get details and tickets at kingsplace.co.uk. But while you're remembering to book tickets to that, also remember this and remember it well. When you look at the television to look at The One Show, The One Show also looks back into you. Goodbye. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. 
As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.